Support the Coco Show and listen ad-free. Plus get cool perks and rad swag. Visit our page at patreon.com slash the Coco Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Coco Show. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Double Back. Mm, double Back again. I'll sing the ZZ Top song. Yeah. If you don't know it. Now, can you explain? Because there might be some people listening to this show that uh, aren't aware of ZZ Top. Who oh, are ZZ Top? They were a big deal when I was uh, in high school, mm. you know. ZZ Top are three guys from Texas. Uh, their heyday, they had, I always thought it was funny, the two guys in the band, they had these huge, long, like, down-to-their-knees beards that were playing guitar and bass, and the drummer, who didn't have a beard, whose last name is Beard. I thought that was kind of of funny. But they had, uh, gosh, tons of great songs. Uh, Legs was a big hit, if you remember that one. They did a cover of... uh, um, Viva Las Vegas, that was real popular. They did uh, Rough Boy, that whole album. Sharp that was Dressed a, Man. Sharp Dressed Man. They had tons and tons of hits. Uh, Heads in Mississippi. Uh, they had sit. They've been around forever, you know. Yeah. And so the boys from Texas. They also would played themselves on King of the Hill, which I always liked. <laughs> now, the, so that, the reason why I ask this is I, I've been I've been pondering a theory. You know, All right. I've had a lot of time to ponder the really important things in life over the past couple mm-hmm. weeks. And this is my my newest uh, uh, theory on the cocoa. Okay. So, what do you think about this? The cocoa, the, de- the cocoa demographics skew older than any other retro computer from the same era. There were more... 30 and 40 year olds that bought into the Coco as a platform than, uh, than the C64, or the Atari 8-bit, or the Apple II. Yes, I would agree with that. And I think I can even tell you why. Okay. You want to hear my crazy theory that I just came up with while you were talking? Absolutely. A lot of people that use the Coco today that are still enthusiasts are very intelligent, uh, very... Uh, um, electrocentric. They can, they like to mod, upgrade, mess around with. They like that. They're very. They can program on it. These are very hands-on types. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, why? Why would the Coco, the the enthusiast scene, be like that now? Okay. Here's my theory. Here's the theory part. Where did you buy a Coco? Radio Shack. Exactly. Who goes to a Radio Shack in the '80s? Old dudes. No. No. Radio guys, radio guys, electronic yeah. circuit guys, tinkerers, yeah. right? Uh, people that that repair things, yeah. People that upgrade things, amateur radio and enthusiasts, I, exactly. And I think these are the people that embraced the TRSA car computer and kept its memory alive, and they're still around, you know, uh, doing the same tinkery crap they did in the eighties. Radio, they outlived Radio Shack, and so did the computer. That's just the theory. It's probably crap, well, but that's my guess. I'm glad that you uh, you agree with my theory because I just made it up. And uh, me too. Yeah. And so, hey, we should do this more often. Everything off the cuff from now on. Theories to beat the band, boat. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Well, 
it's time to talk about a very special event in the world of the Coco Show. That's right. Um, so, Aaron, why don't you tell uh, our, our listeners what you've got in your hot little hands right now? What I've got in my hot little hands, a few weeks ago, maybe a less than a month, and it happened at, of course, the worst time because this whole disease thing went down. Um, a game was released for the color computer, uh, and we talked this a while back, and the game I've got it here in my hot little hand boat, Gunstar, The Battle for Earth, by uh, Nicholas Morentes. Nick. And this is a game that has came out for the color computer now. This is a game that requires a Tandy Color Computer 3, 512K memory, and the 6309 CPU upgrade, all right, which is a pretty simple upgrade you can do for practically no money for your Coco. Now, what do you get for your money? You get uh, one of the, I'd say I would go on a limb here and say the top uh, action shooter on the Coco, without doubt, without fail. Uh, this game is top shelf, uh, and I got was lucky enough to have gotten to play some of the pre-releases for it. I knew right away, I was like, this thing's going to be uh, awesome, and it is. It's great. And we are going to be giving away uh, this particular copy right here uh, on this show. And Boat's going to get into the details momentarily. Uh, you can also purchase this game at Nick's store. Boat, you want to shoot that up there? Yeah. So Nick's store is over at nickmarentes.com. Uh, you can go there, and if you just look at his project archive, you can see the page for Gunstar. It is right here. You can purchase this game for a $10 digital download, or you can get it for 20 bucks. the physical CD media. Now, uh, I will say, uh, if you buy the CD, and this, of course, will be on the, the disc we're giving away, you get uh, not only do you get this game, but you get a bunch of other games that Nick did, including updated version of Donut Dilemma. You also... Uh, you get to have a look at uh, Cosmic Ambush, Gate Crasher, a bunch of his other games. The game is a beautiful, it's a beautiful disc here. Uh, and uh, it's a good, this is a heck of a bargain boat. I bought this thing straight away. I wasn't screwing around because mm -hmm. I knew our people would be interested in having it. Now, boat, click on that bottom thing that says look like a hero. Okay. No, that, yeah, that, click on that. Oh, yeah, scrolling down. These are also available. The Gunstar shirts. Now, click back to me, boat. Okay. You can see right here, bam, Gunstar shirt. You're wearing Great it. shirt. They're awesome looking. So I also recommend getting some shirt action, uh, Boat. This won't be given away. <laughs> That's for Daddy. But we will be giving this away. Yeah. Uh, and Boat, tell, tell the people at home how any one of them could get this so easily. So any one of you are eligible for this prize. Doesn't matter where you live anywhere around the world. Yes. We're going to run a little contest to give this bad boy away. All you have to do is leave us a review on iTunes. Find the Coco Show page on iTunes. Uh, leave us a review on there, and uh, we will select at random uh, a, a review that is left. It doesn't have to be, of course, we'd prefer it to be a positive review, uh, but uh, we will select one at random and you will win the prize. Uh, make sure. That's right. And we will announce that. Uh, we'll announce the winner uh, next month on the Coco Show. So we're going to have another episode between now and then. 
but all you have to do is leave us a review. Uh, iTunes reviews are very important because still the vast majority of people that listen to The Coco Show still listen through iTunes and other podcast aggregators use the iTunes review engine uh, for recommendations and other things like that. So even if you're not an Apple guy, even if you don't have an iPhone or whatever, uh, it still remains the most important platform for us to get the word out about The Coco Show. Right on. Now, uh, by the way, I did a, 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 a sort of an introductory playthrough of this game, uh, gosh, about three months ago. So if you uh, check uh, our channel, you'll see it up there. Uh, if you want to have a look at w- uh, what the game looks like, um, you know, again, this is a this is a factory sealed copy right here, but never opened by me. Good to go. So whether you're a collector of sort of unusual items or you are a heavy duty Coco Three fan who wants to take this bad boy home, hey. Go drop a review for us, easy as peasy. We'll pick a random one out. We'll ship this to your house. This could get you through the rest of this dark days. Get you a little gun star. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Great game. And we'll get back to that in a couple weeks, Boat. Now, I'll tell you what else can get you through some dark days, Aaron. What's that, Boat? That's this week's game, Double Back. Double Back. Now, Boat, I know you never played this one. No. uh, Right? No. I had played this back in the day. But I'll tell you why later that I was a fool, Boat. Uh, so, Doubleback authored by uh, a fellow named da- uh, Dale Lear. Now, Dale uh, has done several things on the Coco. He did a game that we need to check out, Boat, called Firecopter. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. He also did Color Baseball, which I think we've both played that. Uh, he also did a Color Script 2 and something called Skynet Systems. I'm not familiar with either one of those that much. Um, this was published by uh, Tandy and Radio Shack in 82. It's funny, the second game today from 82, but this will run on pretty much anything with 4K. Mm, boat. Wow. So real low end, yeah. man. So <laughs> what do you do in this simple game? Boat? It's, it looks simple, doesn't mm-hmm. it? You play a line, like a, a moving, almost like the head of a snake. Mm-hmm. All right. All you've got to do is when a shape pops on the screen... All you've got to do is circle it and touch uh, other another part of your tail, and and you get points. Right. Simple. The one thing you can't do, touch the item with the head of the snake. Yes. If you touch the item, you lose a life. Mm-hmm. You get three lives. That's the game. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, well, this doesn't sound like much of a game, just circle these items. Well, this is one of those games, and this is a game people like me and Boat love so much, that it... It, it wants your greed. It, it's a greed game. <laughs> and so what is the greed aspect of this boat? Tell, tell them what makes this game different. Well, there when you first start out, you get uh, single objects on the screen in sort of the earlier stages of the game. This isn't a game that's separated into waves or rounds or anything. It is an endless play from beginning to end. But as you move through the game... Uh, stationary objects become moving objects and also more than one object is introduced to the screen at a time. And so the way that you maximize your points in Double Back is by circling multiple objects at once. And this is made possible by uh, the length of your snake. The length of your snake is somewhat nebulous. Uh, It kind of reminds me of um, maybe like a Stretch Armstrong type deal, or maybe one of those <laughs> yeah. slinky dogs, where it can be really big or it can be really short. 
And so the challenge and the way to actually play double back in expert mode is to figure out a way to encircle multiple objects at once. That's where you get the big money. Right. And at and the the score, this game is it's the display on this is quite simple. It's the it's a bordered screen. It it has it has the screen you play on. It has the at the number at the top there are three little dashes. Tell me how many lives you've got left. And then in big in big uh, numbers, it has your score underneath it, right? Mm -hmm. And this and I think that's purposely put there to taunt you because you know it's funny when you play this game over and over that you know how big a score you can get and it's it, it, it it's tantalizing <laughs> yeah I maybe mean, it's a mental thing but i mean it's like man i know i can get a ton of stuff i mean you can circle a tussle now i went you know i downloaded the official documentation for this game boat because i wanted to see what they had to say in here this is here's the introduction this thing uh it says double back is a game of skill and coordination for one or two players using joysticks the object is to collect as many points as possible by tracing a path around moving and stationary objects that materialize around you. Those are the documents right there. That's the documentation right there, buddy. Right. And that's really all you need to know. But it did have it did have a point breakdown. That's what I really wanted to see. So there are various objects that pop up in this game. Some are goofier than others. You've got apples. They're worth 70 points when you circle them. You get cherries, 100 points. Magnets. 150 points. There's a roller skate that'll start slowly rolling across the screen. That'll get you 200 points. There's a yo-yo that scrolls down and up in the screen. 250 points. And you've also got pears that are 300 points. Then you get spiders that are 500 points. And skulls. Skulls will give you no points. Now here's the key to this game. When you circle more than one object, the score equals the sum of the points for the objects times the number of objects circled. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you circle two apples, apples are 70 points each, you're going to get you're going to get the uh, 140 points times 2. Right. Effective. That's the rub. So you can get massive massive points on this game. I I think of this in the same vein I do as jumps in Zookeeper. It's a the challenge is always hanging out there. It's 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 just what how often you want to challenge yourself to try to get the big points, mm -hmm. uh, and that's what makes it fun. I mean, that's the long and short of it. Do you do you remember on your best go how how many points or how many objects you were able to circle at once? I do because we're watching my best attempt right now on the screen. So this is it right now. Yeah. We're looking at your best attempt. Yeah. So there, uh, this is gonna have your high score and right, whatnot. Right. Right. And so uh, this is. Uh, Sorry, we're having some issues with the camera here. I think somebody resized a window on their end. Uh, nope. We have... Uh, what we have here is my failure to uh, understand exactly how you get long enough to encircle multiple objects. Yeah. Um, because uh, this is... Uh, looking at Curtis's uh, comment in the chat... It says, the length is based on time and speed. If you're moving as fast as you can, there's a specific maximum length. What I don't understand is how you control your speed. Because it's not like, uh, for example, I was playing kicks on the Coco last night. And you can adjust your speed by holding down the fire button. Can you do that in this game? I never thought to try. No, the fire button, as far as I can tell, didn't do anything. Okay, so I don't know... 
I don't know what is going on. Uh, you know how you actually make yourself well, longer, long enough to encircle two objects. Well, you know, you know, I played this with the analog and the digital stick. I tried right. them both, right? And what you can do is that you can literally slow to a crawl or even stop effectively with this. And so by doing that, you can sort of make yourself, what you have to do is sort of make your t tail efficient. Does that make any okay. sense? You have to be very efficient in your loops. And that's how you can uh, get more action on how much stuff you get caught in the loops. Uh, you, you have to, uh, there's not really a way, this isn't a game where the more you eat, the longer your tail grows. Like, 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 it's not like that. This is, this is all about having everything line up in the spots you need. And then efficiently circling them with uh, with and leaving as little room around the stuff as you can to get that extra length on your right. tail. Yeah, I guess you know I was playing this with an analog stick. I just didn't make the connection mm -hmm. that the 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 harder I you know I pushed the stick in any one direction dictated my speed. I I didn't even think about going slower. Um, I was just yeah. I was full bore all the time on this thing. So. Yeah, that the funny thing about this game is there's no time limit or anything, and so you can actually, you don't have to rush. You can really take your time on stuff. As long as you don't touch that stuff with the front of your snake, you've got all the time you need. You know, to uh, and I, you know, it's funny. I'm watching your game here, and despite the fact that you didn't know about or you weren't really circling multiple things, you're having a pretty good yeah, game. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, had, I had a pretty good run, and I was I was happy with my score. And, and this is the same thing that happens anytime you go on the old Coco Doc Discord, where you say, "Hey, I did pretty well on this," and then people are like, "Yeah, I I do that. That's like the worst game I've ever had was your best game," and then you feel really horrible about yourself. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, this is yeah, going to yeah. be the Coco Talk score challenge. Uh. For for this week on both Coco Talk and the Coco Show, uh, the uh, if you are interested in giving your best shot to Double Back, uh, feel free to uh, head on over to the Coco Talk Discord, and uh, you can uh, sign up and uh, submit. You can take a picture of your score. You can just write in your score if you want. However, you want to do it. The name of the game is participation. Getting involved. Yeah, and then they they go over all the scores on the Coco Talk Show, which is on every Saturday afternoon. So. Uh, I, I like the fact that these Coco challenges have been going up. Uh, I wish I didn't suck as bad. I'm like you. It's it's depressing to to do your best and then get stomped into yeah. the mud. Uh, but the, there are some great players out there uh, that are tearing it up. Right. You know, uh, Paul comes to mind. Also, uh, we've got there's just a lot. Of course, Curtis is no right. slouch. He's a yeah. Heck of all a player. you know, most of the major yeah. players over there on the Coco talk know their way around the joystick. Yeah, Buck Owens is a is a master. He's yeah. another one. He's awesome. But yeah, this game came out of nowhere for me back in the day. I mean, I played. Let me rephrase that. I'd played this game, so it didn't come out of nowhere. But the aspect of actually playing it properly did. Uh, the greed element made this game fifty times better. There's a few things I want to mention in, that I really enjoyed in this game. Uh, in between your uh, different lives, uh, when you start again, there's, it plays these little ditties, right? The ditties sound great, don't yeah, they, Bo? Yeah, yeah. I thought the music was, was I mean, quite good in this game. Yeah, and they sound, and they're mm -hmm. different. Uh, they didn't just play the same little ditty. It has like a couple of different ditties it plays. 
uh, the 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 attract screen is real. It's mm -hmm. nice where it says it writes double backing. Yeah, cursive. yeah. That I reminded mean, me. This is there was a, you know I'm always. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a, you know a loser, but I really enjoy watching. Like I had a computer version of Monopoly for the Atari 8-bit, and the the most graphically impressive thing about it was the same similar writing of Monopoly and cursive. But I always think that it's cool, and especially with a game like Double Back, where you are basically controlling a moving line. It was a, a really inventive way to do the title screen because it's almost like your line is making the Double Back text. Yeah. Something that Curtis had on his site I, I wanted to mention here before I forgot. Uh, and a trivia note, uh, the working title for this game, did you see what no. this was? Before no, I didn't they, see this. The working title for this game, Boat, Superfly and the Amazing Chomping Things. <laughs> okay. I think they missed an opportunity right yeah, there. Yeah, I, I would have much rather gone with uh, Superfly. I, I, you... Although, honestly, Double Back, a better title. Well... But that's, I always just think about Superfly Jimmy Snuka, and so I can't. I can't maybe well, if they, and yeah, you don't want to do maybe that. not rope him into a, a licensing deal on the remake of this one. Well, he, Jimmy's not only is he dead, but he died very nefariously uh, because he did a bunch of nefarious okay. stuff. So tying him into this not so good. But yeah, this game, like I said, it's not. You're not gonna sit and talk about it. this. Isn't an in-depth review because there's not much to it. It's just a fun game. That's a score game. This is a great score game. It runs on any Coco, and uh, it's something you should definitely dust off and give a shot. I should mention this is on cartridge, uh, and uh, you can get these on eBay, Boat. I uh, I had a look on there, and these are going... It's funny, this is really all over the map. You know, we've talked to this before, but Coco, a lot of Coco cartridges didn't really have a box. They just sort of had this, like, generic box that they mm -hmm. were in. So I didn't see any of these in their box. They were all loose carts. But again, loose carts on the Coco, it's sort of a, uh, it's sort of a, uh, 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 not a big deal, you know. Uh, but this this thing was going between eighteen and seventy seven bucks. Oh wow! So it was all over the map. Something else, just before we shut it down, this thing has. This is something I really thought was neat, Boaster. Uh, you've got uh, multiple. You've got two player support, mm -hmm. right? And so you could actually pick a skill level for each player. Uh, so we put just much like Sailor Man was. Remember that was the same. That was one of the options for Sailor Man, where you could pick a different skill level for each right. player. That helps a lot. Uh, this is definitely one you can play with the kids. Yeah, yeah. And you know the the thing about the Coco again, it's just another example of uh, of how they really took advantage of the the, the platform to make. A considerable amount of options. It makes you wonder, you know, why did the Coco programmers, how were they able to see that that was a good thing and why did so many other platforms not give you those abilities? Like the adaptive skill level, the amount of options that are in so many of these games that we play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we did get a, uh, a uh, review from L. Curtis Boyle over on our Discord channel. And he says, uh, Double Back is an original arcade-style game that makes use of the free-floating analog joysticks, the Black Beauties. This, uh, this is a fairly rare... Oh, I'm sorry. There is a fairly rare Atari Vector arcade game called Quantum that has a bit of similar gameplay, but it actually yes. came out at the end of 1982 after Double Back. I forgot about that. Quantum. I, I have actually played oh. that on the main. The game is simple, and the graphics are fairly low resolution to allow the original cartridge to run even on 4K RAM Cocos. 
Gameplay is, is simple. Enclose shapes with your line for points, but don't hit them and avoid permanent skulls that show up later that you can't encircle. One of the best parts of this game is that it auto-adapts to the player's skill level for how long you can last, and is a perfect game to play with a parent and their child. The child can last a long time circling a single object at a time, while the parent or advanced players can take advantage of letting a lot of shapes show up and circling them all at once. The more you circle at once, the bigger multiplier you get. With some objects moving and some stationary, it can become quite a challenge. Perfect family game for being stuck in self-isolation. 8.5 out of 10. Yeah, this is a short and sweet, fun one here. Uh, th this is a uh, this is one that you should definitely add to your collection. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we want to thank our uh, uh, Coco Show Game Selection Committee member L. Curtis Boyle for choosing this one for us. This was this was a big. Of course, you know the Coco just brings me so much joy, Aaron. Um, every time that I fire yeah. it up, uh, I just, I always have a good time. I always end up playing whatever game it is longer than I expect to. Uh, and this is no exception. It's a very simple game, but it's, it's very addictive and, uh, it's, it's another classic. It really is. I agree. I fully agree with that. All right. Well, we do want to thank all the fine folks that make the Coco show possible, including the folks that are in our chat right now watching us live, we record the Coco Show live every Friday here on twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming. L. Curtis B. has joined us. Uh, BarkBit is here. Laurent Giroux. Uh, thank you guys. Pixels at Dawn modding it up for us. Thank you so much. Della Mort was here. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. And uh, we also want to thank all of our Twitch subscribers. You can subscribe to us on Twitch and get all of the same benefits that you get by supporting us on Patreon. Uh, Still Adolescing, Wing Chun Wolf, Go To Go Sub, Retro Jerry, L. Curtis B, Mohawk Mall, Darkwing 602, Honored Shadow, Tapes from the Crypt, Macintosh Librarian, Duncan Styles, Barkbit, Mitsuyama, Rushi, MSX, Silverstreak72, Frodo NL, Pixels at Dawn Gaming, and Jost80. And finally, Aaron, where would we be without our Patreon supporters? You can support the show and listen to the show ad-free on your podcast player of choice by going to patreon.com slash Show, And uh, you can join uh, Steve Rasmussen, Buttons, Graham Vebke, and Curtis Boyle. Thank you guys so much yes. for supporting Thanks, us on, uh, on The Coco Show. Um. Don't forget to uh, contribute your score to your high score on Double Back to the Coco Talk Discord server, and make sure that you listen to uh, Coco Talk every Saturday and the Coco Show as it comes out. There's tons of great Coco content out there for everybody to enjoy. Yeah, the Coco Crew it's another is another fun show. There's there's some good stuff out there. The Coco people are yeah, all great. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Aaron. Well, that's going to do it for this week. We will see you next week with another edition of The Coco Show. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.